You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I am wearing a uh, uh, Halloween edition Bucky shirt. Bucky, nice. So. With a green zombie Bucky. For those of you who Absolutely. are not native Texans, Bucky's is uh, what, what others would call a gas station, but uh, we call a, a lifestyle down yeah. here, right? Like a it home. Is, a home away from It really home. is. You can, <laughs> yes. And it is, too. You could probably live there. They have all the things I mean, you need. They have food and water the and gas. And all they the have the cleanest bathrooms you've ever seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just saying yeah. something. Joe, are you wearing I green could, for uh, St. Patty's Day? I am, but I can't show it to you. Oh, come on. <laughs> this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> Snap. Yeah, I, got, I got all of my green. I got my, uh, my Mario. Uh, oh, dang. Uh, oh, it's Bowser. Nice. Aquamarine. Turquoise. Dude, fuck you. That's green, man. I, I, I think it counts. I got double green going on here. Okay, well, cool. Nice. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> green socks, too, but I'm not showing those off. All are, they, right. are they Hulk socks? They, 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 uh, what do they say? This meeting is bullshit, is what they have written across them. So I had a lot of meetings at work today. I felt like wearing my bullshit, uh, socks, and they're green. So it doubles for St. Patty's Day. Joel has a job. Did not get, (laughs) (laughs) we're all employed here somewhat, right? Joe, is there something we don't know? Kind of. Oh, no. No, I'm working. Yeah. Jay, I'm unsure about any given day, right? Mm hmm. Well, it just it's, depends yeah. on if he's got a client. I think Jay's a hitman, it's, actually. Like, oh, we're talking about what he does. That's right. He said he was running late today. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Coming from a possible snuff job. He's like, that's suspicious. He's like, he's like John Cusack in Gross Point Blank. That's right. You, you look a little Cusacky. Hey, I take that as a compliment. Yeah. More Joan than John, but still oh in the God. family. No. Okay. <laughs> Both of those are compliments. Yeah. This is 16-Bit Gladiators here on the Next Wave Radio Network. Uh, I am your co-host, Joel, and I am joined, as always, by Jay. Hello. And again by Joe Cuginati. Hi there. And uh, special guest, uh, Paul Klein, is Hi. joining us uh, once again, waving, even though this is an audio podcast, but I appreciate yeah, I the verb. No, it's okay. We get on video. I was just waving to y'all. <laughs> I do this. I was on a... A, a Zoom meeting at work today, and I'm I am totally that asshole who, when everybody goes to hang up, I have to wave in the like the call cannot you, you end. You don't even have to say anything after asshole. I personally like to wait in the call until I'm the last one there, just to see who is like waiting there with me. <laughs> right, and just have a little <laughs> Mexican, little Mexican standoff there on your Zoom call. Yeah. Like you hang up. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. And and, and you know, to be totally clear, I was just waving to make sure y'all knew this wasn't a pre-recorded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of this is live. <laughs> nah, I'm just giving you a hard time, Paul. Uh, as we do all of our first-time guests on uh, the 16-Bit Gladiators, this is our video game podcast where uh, we gather each week to talk about a new topic, uh, video game related. Last week we were talking about mods, uh, modding video games and uh, the varieties thereof. Uh, if you haven't heard that episode, you can hear it uh, by subscribing to this podcast on 16bitgladiators.com. We've got links there uh, where you can subscribe via Apple Podcasts or Spotify or uh, Google Podcasts. Turns out we're on that. Uh, and uh, we also have links to our social networks. Uh, uh, on Facebook, you can find us on 16-Bit Gladiators, of course. And on Twitter, that's right, at 16-Bit Gladiators is our handle. Follow us there. You'll always be the first to know what uh, topics we're talking about. And this week, our topic is, uh, t- well, tell us, Joe, this was your idea. Oh, I thought it'd be fun. Okay, so sometimes I get on these calls with Paul, uh, and 
and I'm I'm not sure like how much we're comfortable with saying or anything like that. I don't want to get Paul in trouble, so yeah. I'm going to just kind of let him take the reins when it comes to stuff like that, talking about specifics about what we do. But when I get on the Paul. call with Paul, we, I'm an uh, audio engineer. If that's yes. any, and yes. there we go, <laughs> there you go. Uh, and so we we started like just kind of talking about video games. I can't even remember how it got started, but we just started shooting the breeze about video games for like a good ten minutes while we waited for the director to get on the call, and uh, and found out that we both kind of have a passion for like for Kingdom Hearts and action RPGs. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I started talking about how I was going through my uh, my quest of doing the old Final Fantasy games on the NES and SNES. Uh, and he's like, man, I can't do that. Those are way too hard. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> the action RPG genre is like one of the hardest things I can think of. And if you could balance that intellectually, like I, these other ones are a cakewalk. So we uh, we kind of talked and I, it clicked. I was like, man, we should have this guy on to talk about action RPGs. I mean, he's he's definitely like a generation younger than us. So that's relevant. Good. <laughs> I, I'm glad that like, uh, I have such a fun time on those calls and I love talking to like all of the various people that I work with, but like, especially like, I feel like we were on the same like plane of existence. We were like, oh, yeah. we were just talking about games and that's like the, my favorite thing to do. Oh yeah. Um, and Hamilton. We were talking about Hamilton. Yeah. Too. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, but yeah, totally. Like we were talking about Kingdom Hearts, and I'm I appreciate that. I think we all probably enjoy a lot of similar games. Like Jay, I noticed on your shirt. We all noticed on your shirt that you have a Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. uh, shirt on right now. And I grew up with like Legend of Zelda. I love that Legend of Zelda is like the great uniter in mm-hmm. terms of that. Yeah. Uh, in terms of gamers, um, and I feel like it's not all that different. Like I kind of missed the uh, Super Nintendo era of legend of zelda like the nes and the super nintendo Mm. era of zelda but i played um you know my zelda games that i grew up playing are very similar to those because they were Mm -hmm. handheld zelda games Mm -hmm. so if you like you know wind the clock forwards to like the late 90s and early 2000s it's like a lot of the same games that were on super nintendo and nes were being released for handheld that's right so yeah yeah Yeah. so i grew up playing you know legend of zelda oracle of ages or seasons Seasons. oh my gosh they're so good those games games. are amazing amazing. i actually i know the people watching um can't see but somewhere here i have those on game boy advance rom cartridges oh Oh my Uh, god because they were released because they're originally game boy color games right i yeah but i happen to have a game boy micro and uh, nice. and an old Game Boy Advance that doesn't work. Um, it just happens to be sitting here. I didn't like stage it or anything like that. But this <laughs> is like my childhood Game Boy Advance. That's awesome. And, uh, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, and so, that's and, that's the Game Boy Advance that I that I love. I I traded mine in and got yeah. the SP when it came out because I wanted the backlit screen. Yeah, and I'm so disappointed with doing that because it's like the SP is so much smaller. Right, cramps my hands. Yeah. But that one was oh, like poor James. <laughs> 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 But I totally, I totally get it because the SP is a great. Like, I would love to have an SP now um, mm. as like a collector because that's such a great little console. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just any Game Boy Advance that's backwards compatible with uh, Game Boy games yes. and Game Boy Color games is an amazing thing to have. Yeah. Because um, I also love like Nintendo DS and stuff like that. Yep. I have an original Nintendo DS, but that is only backwards compatible with Game Boy Advance games. Oh, yeah. that's right. Once something goes all the way back. <laughs> 
I appreciate. Uh, I pre- I mean, I appreciate Nintendo for doing that with every handheld release that they were like, "Hey, let's make it backwards compatible with the last games, mm-hmm. the last generation of games." But I was talking to someone the other day on a on a call, and I was just you know kind of spitballing, and I was like, "It would be so cool if Nintendo would release like an official." retro console like ma- handheld oh, master system yes. that could oh, run the God hardware goodness. of all those different game boy game boy color game boy advance that would be amazing just call it like the master game boy or yeah. something mm-hmm. like do that. the sony thing and sell it for like yeah. great. five hundred dollars yeah, no, great instead <laughs> of having to drop like 400 bucks on the game boy player for the gamecube right oh that's, no, that's yeah. right i forgot about yeah. that thing yeah oh yeah that, mm-hmm. that was completely backwards compatible for that matter uh, uh, so- i get the speaking of no he was just speaking of um i just gave my daughter my original game boy oh, that's the right. non-backlit green screen uh the, the original game boy trying to get her some like some good games for it but i i do think i'm gonna have to hand her down my sp i've got the the nes edition sp i love that one. Uh, oh that's and so I just, yeah it's pretty cool but i think she's gonna benefit from having that black that backlit screen uh, I don't want her to ruin her eyes like yes. her dad did. Yeah, uh, but but no, it's it's exciting watching her get into it to get into these games. She's five years old and she got her first Tetris, uh, like oh. what four days ago. She scored her first five line Tetris, and I was like, I wanted to cry. I was like, oh, <laughs> you're on your way. Oh. It'll be her wedding yeah. day, her graduation, <laughs> and her first Tetris. My speech, my yep. speech at her wedding will be like, <laughs> I remember when she scored her first Tetris. You sir. <laughs> Are no Tetris. <laughs> She's like, Dad, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> she she watches me play Kingdom Hearts. Oh dang! We did a couple of Twitch streams where I would play Kingdom Hearts, and she would just tell me the backstories of like these Disney characters. <laughs> That's perfect. It was amazing. She's that like, was kind of like me growing up was um, not watching my like you know like like your daughter watching you play, but watching my older sister play, and then playing myself. But a lot of the fun came from like playing the game myself, but then also when it was my older sister's turn, being like that backseat gamer. Yeah. It's yeah. like sitting behind yeah. them, like they're trying to fight a super hard boss, like Sephiroth or something oh. in the Coliseum. <laughs> and, you know, just like you could get hit once and die. <laughs> yeah. And, like this tiny kid over her shoulder, like, watch out, watch out. <laughs> People love that <laughs> when you do boulders. that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She loved it, but like that was half the fun of growing up with those games was just like being together with other people playing the game, and it was kind of like a group experience. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I grew up a lot having having older siblings, especially. I grew up a lot watching people play games and just, but still having an amazing time doing it. Yeah. Uh, the early the the late nineties and early two thousands really trained me to be a Twitch viewer. Like yeah. I was. Mm-hmm like offline yeah. watching people play games already so so it just translated really well to online watching people play games oh for sure yeah my wife yeah, and i will we'll play together we'll sit next to each other and, and we'll go through one player games together and and she feels guilty uh like if, if she's played too many levels she's like you need to play it your turn to play it. i'm like <laughs> i feel like i'm experiencing it with you like i don't need to physically hold the controller as long as i'm here uh yeah, yeah we're having a good time together yeah. We yeah. did that when when growing up, when I was in high school, Jay and I, just to give you some context, uh, Jay and I grew up together, and I actually lived at his house with him and his parents for a while. Uh, and so we had many nights where it was like 
sitting there watching him play. Uh, you know, he was playing Mario 64 and I would try a level and just be horrible at it. And I'd be like, Jay, do it, <laughs> get it done. I'll, I'll, I'll ride co-pilot with the Nintendo power magazine and tell you how to get past the next part. <laughs> that is such a good game. <laughs> so I'm is. just thinking of all the time. I'm thinking of y'all like playing that together. <laughs> and then I'm also thinking of all the time. That's another one of those games. That's like legend of Zelda. It's like, did mm-hmm. you, what generation of Mario did you enjoy playing the most? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, what's, oh what's yours, God, Paul? Yeah. It's probably that Mario 64 and also uh, Super Mario Sunshine on the GameCube because that was basically basically the 64 was my first console when I was a kid. And uh, so by the time I was slightly older, I got a GameCube and a PlayStation 2. And so that's when I started playing Kingdom Hearts Mm -hmm. and I played Mario Sunshine and Melee. And I, I would say that's my favorite generation of games mm-hmm. is the gamecube ps2 era and yeah, pretty strong the handhelds That's yeah and the handhelds that were at that yeah. time too like i love the game boy advance um the the nintendo ds came out not that long after yeah. so i love the nintendo ds um but yeah those games are amazing wind waker on on the gamecube mm-hmm. is one of my favorite zelda games of all the time and i also grew up playing you know the n64 zelda games but mm-hmm. like i something about wind waker i think it's the music the it just the atmosphere it's just that that game makes me happy when i sit down and play that game it's just <laughs> one of those games that's like this just makes me happy yeah. Yeah. definitely not a majora's mask that game no no <laughs> Oh man, that game is traumatizing. <laughs> it really is too. And I've been—it's uh, funny you say that because we we've been playing Bowser's Fury this past week. Finally went through it. it it's a, it's a fairly short game, uh, but mm-hmm. it, it's about the the length that it needs to be, uh, which is what well, my wife says about me. Uh, and it's uh, really—I'll <laughs> cut that part out. Cut but the, um, but uh, yeah, it it um, it has that kind of Majora's Mask feel in that like every five minutes. Have any any of you guys played it yet? No, I haven't. No, yet. I'm the only one who's 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 dived into it. Every five Joel, minutes, it, yeah. it took me like three weeks to refinish 3D Land <laughs> and complete that because I was an obsessive compulsive whore for yeah. Mario. Well, it's going to be a couple of weeks uh, then for you to go through 3D World. Then to go through 3D World, yeah. But uh, but when you finally get to Bowser's Fury, uh, you might find yourself furious as well at uh, in the fact that every five minutes your kind of, your gameplay is kind of interrupted by a huge. Okay monster bowser that grows out of the uh water and kind of it's almost like uh you know breath of the wild when you have that blood moon uh and it just kind of whatever mm-hmm. you're doing stop we're now gonna now it's raining and uh bowser's gonna try to kill you with fire and you have to no. you know face As this literally yeah uh and you've got to <laughs> face this threat uh, before you can move on and it, it's a little yes it's very stressful uh in a way that i don't like my mario games to be uh but hmm. speaking of zelda and uh, also speaking of Kingdom Hearts, you already talked about two franchises which fall under our category of uh, mm-hmm. action RPGs. So before we dive right in and start dissecting some of these games, who can give us a definition? And maybe, Paul, I'll lean on you. Is What is your definition of an action RPG? The, the way that I kind of see like an action RPG is it's the opposite of, of turn-based where you have like full control, you hit a button, your character you know swipes swipes at your opponent you can move around that's what i think separates the two the most divisive you know the most uh concretely is and we were talking about this uh a long time ago joe and it's that uh 
I, I, I remember telling you that I never super jammed with turn-based games. Same. And that's what you were mentioning. You were mentioning that earlier. And I just, I, they're too difficult for me because you have to think <laughs> outside of just like the moment of like, hey, yeah. I'm going to like hit this button and slash at my enemy. And I'm going to do that a lot. Um, <laughs> it, it, it made a lot of sense if if it's, you like played it's like mind boggling to me that like because I consider action RPGs to be the difficult one like I just have yeah, a okay yeah wrapping my head oh yeah no, I'm <laughs> the opposite it, it made sense if you kind of grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons like IRL mm-hmm. like you know with a bunch of guys sitting around a table because it's all turn based you decide what you're going to yeah. do you roll dice and then you see uh, what number you came up with uh, and, and so yeah. I, I appreciate that video games were trying to do their version of that. Uh, and then it's it's turned into this whole genre that people love, but I am right there with you. My 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 um, mammalian brain does not work that way. It's like I need I need to push a button and I need to have direct uh, effect over what's happening on <laughs> yeah. screen. That instant gratification, <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like I loved the uh, the Pokemon games growing up, mm. but that was the least favorite. My my least favorite part of those games was the turn based battle yeah. system. But everything else, I mean, I love Pokemon. I mean, they're adorable. I love training my Pokemon. I love raising them. Mm -hmm. But everything about those games, I love the style of them, the different Mm -hmm. characters. Uh, And I grew up on the cartoons. So, I mean, what's not to love? And then my least favorite part of that game was the battle system. It takes strategy that it's mm-hmm. just like you said it's i just i just want to slash it stuff yes that's actually what got me no hooked on the pokemon was the battle system oh, really? like I, I, along with kind of like what you're saying like there's there's so much going on like the characters are cute uh i first played pokemon when i got it for my little sister she's 13 years younger than me uh and so it was like for her 12th or 13th birthday uh i i got her pokemon she didn't know how to play it and asked me to teach her and i didn't know i'd never played pokemon so I was like, well, let me borrow it. And at the time, I was working overnight on a radio station. And so I was able to do stuff like that. So I just brought my Game Boy up, and I played it, got hooked. I played through the whole game in one shift. Just like, <laughs> just couldn't he, couldn't put it down. Wow. He calls uh, me up the next day. He's like, Jay, you got to get Pokemon. You got to play this thing. Uh, but what got me was like the battle system and like how deep and rich yeah. the battle system and like the, the – cre- like, developing your characters and crafting your teams i was like this is really cool this is kind of more complex than i was giving it credit Mm -hmm. for but again like when i compare it to action rpgs i'm like this is so simplistic this seems so rudimentary right now yeah Uh, fair enough you know i compare that to having to fight like cloud and squall at the same time in the arena in kingdom hearts and i i will take i will take my turn-based rpg (laughs) any day yeah i can see that i understand uh, I, I totally agree with you. Action RPGs, yeah, one of the defining factors is no turn-based uh, combat. For me, the definition of an action RPG has always been like, um, you know, an action game that has like you can level up stats and yes. customize stats or whatever. Right. So, yeah. I mean, by that logic, Castlevania is an action RPG. True. Yeah. Uh, you know, platforming, it, yeah, platforming it's, elements. It's platforming mm-hmm. elements. Uh, you, you go back to Atari's Adventure uh, mm-hmm. on the twenty six hundred. That's probably the very first action rpg yeah Uh, but for me the sweet spot for action rpgs as much as i love kingdom hearts uh, i think will always be mass effect what they did Ah. with those games the 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 storytelling married with the characters the the dynamics uh the way that you could actually affect what's going on in the story uh and and make those changes and craft it to your play style wow 
Wow. And, uh, and, and, for me, the definitive uh, action RPG. And I, I think you nailed the, kind of the last point there, which is, yeah, you, you could say, you know, uh, Castlevania or Metroidvania are, are mm-hmm. uh, action RPGs, but really... Uh, th- there's that story element that seems to be mm-hmm. common amongst you know re- quote unquote real action RPGs like you know the long the the Witcher the Zeldas yeah. the Kingdom Hearts Dark we're talking Old. about uh, because yeah. that's really where the RPG yeah, side of yeah Dark Souls exactly mm-hmm. um, that's that's where the RPG side comes in it's this you start you you end that game in a completely different place uh, geographically and also from uh, your character standpoint uh, than you do yeah. when you begin it's that growth it's that quest. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so we're going to talk about some of our favorite franchises. Joe, you already talked about Mass Effect. I have not played that game, uh, so I will oh, leave it yeah, to you guys same. to uh, talk up, uh, sell me on Mass Effect, please. Yeah, <laughs> please. I've never played that either. <laughs> so, so it's it's just it's an awesome sci-fi story. Um, oh man, I mean, where to start? Because I don't want to ruin anything. Well, we're thirty minutes I, in, so uh, I'll keep say, that in mind. <laughs> no, I just don't. I don't want to ruin the game. Good. Uh, so no, it, so. There's the story about this alien race, basically, that's supposed to come and, like, destroy the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you happen upon this plot, and it's kind of up to you to unite these different races of aliens uh, and then take the fight to the big bad. Uh, and it spans the course of three games, four, if you count um, uh, Andromeda. Oh, but, right. But, but yeah, like, it's it's so great. And, like... You, you'll you always get me, and this kind of falls along the same lines of Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, where you could take what you've done in a story in one game and then carry it over to the next one. That was one of the best features. Oh, man, and talk about, yep. like, raising your level of engagement. Yeah. Uh, and just, you're so invested now. Over the course of three games, these characters that you've you've established relationships with and, like, you know, taking it into this like final battle. Now, sometimes there's a little bit of it that feels a little. It, it feels cheapened, and almost like ah, oh, we're we we still have to remember we're marketing this towards like 15 year old boys too. Uh-huh. Where there's like, who wants to have sex with aliens in these video <laughs> games? Yes. <laughs> and so you have to. There is that element too. The and, Grand Theft Auto element. That's yeah. just like, exactly. oh, what if you could just run around and and do the teenage boy things yeah. that you're, you're yeah. thinking about? I'm just sitting here glad that other people like knew about the uh, Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons features oh, <laughs> that Joe mentioned a little while ago. Oh, I was like, was I the only like kid on planet Earth that was just like, was like, this is so cool that I can like tell someone a secret mm-hmm. in another game. And then that would like unlock something that like it, it, it's just tied over. It just blended those games together so wonderfully that like they mm-hmm. basically one leads into the other so well. Well, speaking yeah. of uh, leading into the other, you just led us into uh, the world of Legend of Zelda. Uh, Best segue. This is uh, absolutely, <laughs> uh, at least my definition, uh, a, a an action RPG. Heavy on the action, maybe a little lighter mm-hmm. on the RPG. Uh, as I was doing some research, you, you see Zelda show up on a lot of uh, action RPG lists. Um, and some of the earlier ones, I don't know that I really agree with that because uh, it, it, very rudimentary, I would guess. You know, you had a menu screen and you had some items you can hold, but it, and you had uh, new capabilities and new items that would add to, to you know your repertoire. But uh, I never really considered, uh, you know, not, even Ocarina of Time, I don't know that I consider that an action RPG. 
Oh, yeah. it definitely is. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, because you're you're still leveling up your stats. Like you're still uh-huh. yeah raising your and heart. You can stats. choose you're still not raising to. Magic it isn't stats. Yeah, yeah it isn't something that's decided by the narrative. That's something that you control. Right. Yeah. That is true. Right. But for me, it really wasn't until Breath of the Wild where I really felt like. I was playing an, an RPG. You know, you're talking about you know um, mm-hmm. getting your stats up, but th- they were never really quantified in other Zelda games the way they are. You know, literally in Zelda, every weapon has a hit uh, p- point. You know, on it, um, it, it sure, it's yeah. a little more numbers and metric based than any Zelda game I had played before. Uh, and and it took me a little while to get into it, but I, I was obsessed with that game. My wife and I, for you know, a, a good year or so, uh, were just like obsessed with that game. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, of all the things that are great to do in that game, it's, it's a fun game to play. We've talked about it before. The gameplay itself is fun, not just the story, uh, although that's fantastic too. Um, but cooking, I found myself just getting, uh, enthralled yeah. in the cooking mechanic and making all sorts of meals and, and which one's going to give you the most hearts and which one's going to give you the most stamina. And I would look them up online and try to create, I, I, uh, I made the birthday cake. You can make a birthday cake in that game. Uh, and for me, that was, cake. yeah, yes, the monster cake. Uh, and for me, that was every bit as satisfying as uh, you know taking out the divine beast. Joe is shaking his head in disbelief. I don't know uh, whether it's because, because he agrees. Because I can't, I can't get you to take on the master sword trial. You'll, you'll take cakes, but you're not going to do the master sword trial. What is the master sword trial? Yeah, it doesn't sound oh, fun. Oh man! So oh. It, it's a basically it's a um, a side quest that you do that if you can finish it. It keeps the master sword completely powered up at all times. Whoa! So if threat. you lose more, if you don't have full hearts, you still it doesn't get... matter. You still have wow. a full, fully powered yep. sword. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> but it's one of the most <laughs> difficult broken. things I've ever yes. done in the it's, game. It's crazy it's difficult. Tough as shit. Yeah, oh my God. It, it reminds me of in in Twilight Princess. There was this uh, cave that you go down into, and it's just like layer after layer after layer that you go down, and it just gets increasingly more difficult the further you go down. Um, I recently did that, and then I tried the Master Sword trial, and the Master Sword trial completely blows that one out of the water. Like oh, it's, no, really? it's that much more difficult. Yeah, <laughs> good. Um, it's a good example. Breath of the Wild is a good example. I mean, all Zelda games for the most part uh, are I would classify as action RPGs. Sure, but the uh, but Breath of the Wild really embraces what we've come to know and love about the modern action RPG. Yeah. Um, because you're right, there's so much customization and there's such a, a deep story that's going on in this game uh, and such a steep learning curve, too. Yes. Uh, which is pretty indicative of something of this genre. Uh, but I think I think one of the things uh, and you want to talk about like this, how, how it could be cinem- cinematic, these action RPGs, mm-hmm. that final fight with Ganon at the end is one of the most cinematic boss battles I think mm-hmm. I've ever played. You're talking and from Breath so of the satisfying. Wild? And yeah, that, what, didn't I say Breath of the Wild, or was I talking about a different game? No, no yeah, I think so. I just oh. wanted to clarify. Um, yeah. Well, I've been known to say the title of something else completely and then be like, why aren't you guys on board with me on this? Listen to our uh, <laughs> Super Mario episode from a couple of weeks ago for an example of that. <laughs> for 20 minutes talking about a game. Joe, we're not talking about that one yet. Uh, <laughs> it was no, Jermaine. That, that final battle with Ganon at the end is just like, oh, you're on the horse and yep. just oh, chills. And they've always, but they've always done those so well. Like calling yeah. it back to uh, to Wind Waker when you're yes. fighting on the top of the tower, and the art style is amazing. And Ganon pulls out like dual katanas, mm-hmm. and you're just like, it's like insane. Like I, I think they took, you know, it's kind of like seeing all the different iterations of that fight, 
but then like realizing that they all capture like that same magic that same Mm -hmm. that like like you were saying it's cinematic like you've reached you've worked so hard to get to that point in the game and the payoff is like nothing short of like interacting with a movie where you're yeah. defeating the bad guy <laughs> like, yeah. oh yeah and it's guess, so cool and i guess joe that's why i had to clarify which game you were talking about because you could say that about uh half of the the zelda games i think the ocarina yeah. of time uh final battle yeah. with uh ganon is it, for me goes down as one of the the hands down most epic uh battles yeah. uh, th- there's it's always pretty a transformation good. pretty darn good one yeah yeah actually there's not always a transformation oh in wind waker correct me in wind waker there wasn't yeah. um oh, that's he, a good point he stayed in his human form the whole time Yep, I think that's the only one in his human form. Yeah, I stand. But it was so cool though, because it was like to me that was like a Ganon I'd never seen before. He'd Mm -hmm. always been like he'd always been heaving this like huge thing at you, but instead it was like this like elegant Ganon who was like he was like I will I will defeat you with finesse, you know. Probably the most finessed Ganon they ever they ever had. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> when are we going to get the, the Maleficent or Wicked story of Ganon, where Ganon's actually the hero, the He's Cobra the hero. Kai That's of right. Legend of Zelda, where like <laughs> Ganon was just trying to like mind his own business, and then like this little elf kid like messing everything up. Oh, that, that's what Breath of the Wild Two will be about. Spoiler alert! Wow, wow. Good to see it from Ganon's side. <laughs> well, while we wait for uh, that franchise to uh, release another uh, game. Uh, let's talk about another one now, Paul. The way we usually do this uh, on a topic like this, we'll kind of go round robin. Uh, I've, oh, sure. I've got a short list here, uh, Joe. You've already talked about Mass Effect. We've already segued into Zelda. Uh, Paul, I will. I will now hand the baton to you uh, for another action RPG on your list. Yeah, we, we've kind of touched on Kingdom Hearts, but yeah. you know, we could we could go into that a little. Let's bit deep more. dive. I, yeah. Those and we were talking about this a little bit earlier about how one great thing about action RPGs is you get to like grow with your character. And those games were amazing to grow up playing because when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, it was so hype to like mm-hmm. know that you were going to be playing with like your favorite characters, but that like they would have progressed, mm-hmm. you know um with with the game and and it's true like when you play kingdom hearts 2 you're playing an older slightly more wiser sora and mm-hmm. the, you know everyone has been through more having gone through the first you know the first game and then you know you get chain of memories into the mix i was kind of talking about you know loving the game boy advance growing up that was one of the coolest games that I had on Game Boy Advance because not necessarily because I loved everything about the battle system because they, they kind of changed things up with that game. Um, You know, introducing the card, the deck system where, you know, you would swipe at your opponent every now and then, but they would just straight up have a card that beat yours. And so you would clank and take damage. And, you know, so that was like a whole other, like as a kid, it was kind of like going back to the whole, like, I just want to swipe at my opponent. (laughs) And then it was like, you're making me think these cards have numbers on them. No. <laughs> like, what's what's wrong with you? Too much um, math. <laughs> but it was still like it was I think as a kid it was more it was more amazing to me to like just like have that game as a um like a uh, a bridge between Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 which was really cool and you know I don't want to spoil too much about that game either but just know that they're that bridge that exists between those two games and then later on I of course you know was kind of keeping up with Kingdom Hearts and I learned that they released all the you know the the remakes the HD remakes and I haven't played 
any of those really, but I want to go back and play them mm-hmm. and just be like, you know what? This is Chain of Memories as I always kind of wanted it to be when yeah. I was a kid. You know, it was awesome on the Game Boy Advance. Like, I, it's a different experience. Like, I'll love it for being on the Game Boy Advance, but then there's that part of me that wants to go back and play, you know, full fleshed out HD graphics. Oh, and yeah. If, if you look at some of those, those boss fights, in like and i've watched some videos on youtube they're amazing like the mm. think of like they they thought of so many different things to add in like think of the kingdom hearts boss fights that you know and love but then like every organization 13 member that you fight in chain of memories has like this very beautiful way of moving yeah that well, like they're they just they fly around the it's just amazing i want to go back and play those so bad uh, and they're you know they're all customized you know they're all different characters so you're not fighting the same person it's like they all have their own quirks you know you have to like adjust to you know you have to parry this character in a different way than you parry yep. the this other character who's attacking you in a totally different way so mm-hmm. anyway the AK remake set it, it definitely offers like a continuity that really helps the experience of playing the games if you're playing mm-hmm. them all through like to play chain of memories as how it looks in that like how it looks like the first kingdom hearts game yeah. it's nice it's an it eases you in really nicely that- and that's like that's what i want to that's totally when i go and uh want to go back and like capture because you're right it was kind of jarring yes. <laughs> to be a kid and go from kingdom hearts one and be like this is so amazing and then go to chain of memories and be like okay I can take this in the car with me. That's great. <laughs> I can take this to school. I can't take King Hearts 1 to school. So uh, I'll respect the round robin now because I could talk about Kingdom Hearts. For, like, no. I could go for another hour. Do, you know, if, do we need another hour? I can just, <laughs> a whole hour of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah. We'll do, do a whole Kingdom Hearts uh, episode at yeah. some point. Although before I, yeah. we move on, I, I wanted to ask your opinions of uh, Part 3 since you're so passionate about the franchise. If you played I it. never played mm-hmm. 3 um because it was kind of at a point in my life where uh i was i had gotten a little too busy to play through it all the way and but the thing is i didn't spoil it for myself i could have watched i could have watched any number of playthroughs i could have watched any you know like i could have watched a streamer playing it Mm -hmm. um you know but i didn't like i intentionally chose not to yeah i remember when kingdom hearts 3 came out there was everybody was streaming it there's oh, yeah. so much content oh, yeah. being released was, about it everybody it was yeah huge. everyone was streaming the game it was it was it was a huge release yeah no you're right yeah. because we had waited what it was like it felt like 20 years so long games. yeah it was such a long like however long it was between coming to america and then the sequel to coming to america <laughs> i'm pretty sure kingdom hearts was longer than that like it was yeah. crazy uh, and it kept getting teased like yep. over the years you would see yeah. like here's a leaked bit of footage of this fight or that and like then you'd still be waiting another 10 years for this game to come out it it became you know like this thing that was like a, a joke it was yes. it was like it's never going to come out but let's Duke all Nukem. joke that it's going to come out yeah. you know like oh like kingdom hearts 3 that'll yeah. happen when kingdom hearts 3 comes out oh, yeah. and everyone knew like you were oh you're right Funny. <laughs> that's uh that's a uh, half-life three for valve there you go exactly. yeah can't count to three of those guys yeah. yeah from all reports i've seen uh it sounds like two is still uh the best of the uh, trilogy so uh i i i think that's true i wasn't super sold on like the triangle commands when when kingdom hearts 2 first came out but now that i'm a little bit older i realized that i was just being stubborn mm-hmm. um and that i wanted everything to be the same as kingdom hearts yes. one and then having played through kingdom hearts two and like gotten like 
fully maxed out like ultimate form and like and just like there's so many cool things in kingdom hearts 2 that just didn't exist in kingdom hearts 1 that like you're just like it it is an improved kingdom yes. hearts 1 in every mechanic it based is. like yeah, for, area for sure. oh yeah it's the empire strikes back of kingdom hearts <laughs> it really is that's kind of funny because that that's definitely an uh an apt uh description of it oh thank you uh, all right, uh, Jay, let's move on to you. What have you got on your list for, of action RPGs? Well, obviously the Zeldas. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, I, I came across one that it actually didn't start out as an action RPG. It started mm. out as a kind of a tactical uh, RPG type of game. Not mm. necessarily a turn-based, but more like a almost like a Final Fantasy Tactics type thing. Mm. Uh, but Fallout. Ah mm-hmm. uh, yes, uh, that was on my start, list. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna talk, talk about, about Fallout. It. Yeah, starting with I've like only ever Fallout played one and... Fallout game, and yeah. it was New Vegas. And oh, I've never one of the played. best ones. That's definitely not the one that I would have. I would have started with. <laughs> I wouldn't have, I'd have maybe started with three. Or those four. are like so. Two, those are two different reactions. It's like <laughs> not the one I would have started with, and also one of the one best. Of the best. Ones. <laughs> <laughs> can, can both be true? Yeah, it's, I think yeah. it's possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the eye of the beholder, man. Mm-hmm. It, That's absolutely right. It's a subjective right. thing. Well, what spoke yeah. to you, Jay, about it uh, that made you want to want to bring it? Well, up with so with like with New Vegas, the the reason why I think that's one of the best ones is because it was uh, they brought in Obsidian, who did the original Fallout game. So mm-hmm. they had that that team that worked on the original Fallout game. So they they knew the backstory, they knew the lore. So they they built this game that took this framework that Bethesda put together for Fallout 3 and essentially did what modders do for like Skyrim and things like yeah. that, where they they just improved. They made better quests. They made better followers. They made all these uh, better improvements to the the actual gameplay mechanics. You know, the, the shooting was more refined and, and done better. So it, it was basically a, a mod for Fallout 3 hmm. that became its own game but does it have macho man randy savage in it that's my question no <laughs> you know what you probably get on the nexus they probably do <laughs> you should yeah. be in every game yes uh, all the things jay loves about obsidian uh i thought that they came in and they diluted and made a much more boring game with oh, no. uh, new vegas <laughs> and i thought that they they didn't have uh, a good enough grasp on creating the difficulty curve like, like mm. you're supposed to kind of level gradually, like the, the level of difficulty as you traverse the map uh, and, and go to different locations. It shouldn't spike quite so high in every direction that you walk. Uh, but that's kind of how New Vegas worked. Ah. Uh, but eventually, eventually you kind of find your footing. But yeah, it just it, it, there was kind of a and, and maybe that's maybe that's speaking to like what I wanted out of the game more than what the game should have been. Mm. Uh, I was used to the the formula that was set up. In, uh, I was also an Elder Scrolls fan, so I loved Oblivion, I loved uh, Skyrim, and there was definitely a pattern to playing those games and to being successful at those games, and New Vegas kind of broke that pattern, and I kind of feel very spiteful towards it because of that, <laughs> uh, so there could be a little bit of sour grapes here. Well, Fair Kingdom enough. Hearts 2 paradox. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't what you were expecting. <laughs> definitely understandable, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Fallout it is. I will begin with uh, part three, per your mm-hmm. instructions, Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I'm okay. going to pick up the baton. Uh, we'll keep this moving, and I'm uh, going to talk about another sci-fi game. Uh, not Mass Effect, but this one uh, set in a galaxy far, far away. 
That's right, because uh, you can't talk about action RPGs without talking about Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, and yep. even Knights of the Old Republic 2, which a lot of people say mm-hmm. is the, the better of the two. I have not gone through which that one yet. was done by Obsidian. Also by Obsidian, that's right. Obsidian did too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, writing these down as y'all mentioned games that I've heard of <laughs> but never played because I'm like I'm building a bucket list of things that I want to go back to. <laughs> well, yeah, My the, Star Wars man. video game background is Star Wars Battlefront, but I think we can oh, all no. agree oh, that's man. not an RPG. No, it sure <laughs> isn't. No. Double is not. And probably not a Amongst uh, the strongest of the Star Wars uh, um, uh, game properties, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah the original so. ones were good. The original ones, the original yes, Battle they were pretty fun. Yeah. yeah, especially yeah, was, when you got to times. play, like when you when you actually finally got to play as someone that you were looking forward to playing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like yeah. when you got to be a Jedi or a Sith, and you were like, be "This Vader. is this yeah. is just amazing." Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> took a while to Absolutely. get there, but uh, we'll do an yeah, episode exactly. upcoming on the podcast where we talk about Star Wars games, uh, so look out for that one. But uh, yeah, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, I think is still even today is considered one of the best Star Wars video games uh, really of any platform, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and definitely an action RPG. And one of the things I like about it is, um, you know, kind of, you know, we talk about action RPGs, you know, your character starts off and, and you're progressing and you're, you're, you're power- upgrading him throughout uh, Careful. But, but Careful. this one, uh, this one, you can kind of choose uh, your morality, and you can choose yeah. uh, whether you want to go towards the the light side or the dark side. Uh, mm-hmm. And for me, that was a new kind of exposure and a new way to experience an action RPG. And of course, mm-hmm. it's set in the fucking Star Wars universe, so it already it was their game to ruin. Uh, but they didn't. They picked it up, and uh, it's it's quite an experience, and one of my uh, favorite Star Wars experiences. What say you, Joe? It's so good. If you want to play a Star Wars game that gives you the same feel that you had watching the original movies, yes. Knights of the Old Republic is the way to go. It's, I mean, there are jaw-dropping moments. There are heartbreaking moments in the game. There's, mm-hmm. there's so much. By the time you get to the end of the game, you feel like you've got so much invested in what's going on, and that's, I think, a testament to the work that BioWare does, and then they carried it over to the Mass Effect uh, series. And I mean, they're just, they're great. They did a game called Jade Empire, mm-hmm. which was oh, right. another action RPG, which was just beautiful. Yep. Um, so yeah, I can't say enough good things about the work that Bioware does in the action RPGs. Uh, I, I feel like both Star Wars and and comic books, specifically Marvel, uh, have this unique position where they've had some of the worst games yes. that have ever been released, <laughs> but also some of the best games that have ever been released. Also true. And both of them, have an action RPG installment. Like you've got uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which is kind of a Diablo hmm. or Baldur's yep. Gate clone. Which is on, on my list. Yep. It's so ah. it's so good. And it's it's better than it has any business being. And mm-hmm. it started off with just this this experiment called X-Men Legends. Uh, and and you kind of work through the story of being a, a mutant that just joined the school at Xavier's uh, and then kind of go on an adventure with the X-Men. And then that kind of branched out into X-Men Legends 2 where you could create teams of X-Men, but now you could use villains. Then they were like, wow, this thing is huge. Let's do something with the whole Marvel Universe. So then they did Marvel Ultimate Alliance where you could team up with like all these different heroes across the spectrum. And they just released a third uh, Ultimate Alliance on the Switch not too long ago. Not as good as yeah. the original two, but still just to scratch that itch and be able to play like as these characters in a cool action RPG setting is it's incredible. And it just it goes to show kind of like the work that Disney's doing with both of those properties that like if you get people who are passionate about it 
and and kind of understand the way the fans think, you could put together some really great projects and and find yourself distance distancing. Man, I'm just mushmouth. You're distancing <laughs> yourself away from like those bad movie adaptation games, like the Phantom Menace game, which was just abysmal. Like Shutter. they have it, 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 it. Seriously, it's amazing to me that like they ever licensed their property out to anybody to make games after some of those horrible PlayStation titles. Yeah, real uh, double-edged sword, those, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Star Wars and Marvel uh, video game adaptations. Oh, yeah, for sure. But And here I am going off on a tangent, but talking about, like, their their installments into the action RPG universe, like, they're, they're really great. And the fact is, like, when you're using characters like this, it makes it accessible to casual gamers to then yeah. find their way into something like, now I'm going to play Dark Souls or I'm going to play Diablo mm. or, you know, I'll I'll try Kingdom Hearts. And Kingdom Hearts in itself is also a really accessible action yeah. RPG. Yeah. It's kind of the same with we were talking uh, earlier about how Breath of the Wild is so much different than every Legend of Zelda game leading up to that. Yes. But in you could almost think of it as like those games were leading up to that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, or it's kind of like, you know, uh, maybe Breath of the Wild is the perfect game, the perfect action RPG for someone who does want to dig into like the statistics and the numbers and the you know all the different crits and things like that but for someone who just wants you know hey i beat a boss yeah. and my hearts got better and my magic bar got better you know like <laughs> yeah. it's the same concept it's just it's more simple if you don't want to think about that and that, then there's yeah. people who do want to think about that that so. is kind of the sign of a good action rpg where you, you can kind of choose what you want to focus on the game isn't mm-hmm. forcing you to master that side of the the, the gameplay mechanics you can you can gravitate towards uh, yeah. the game you want to play uh yes i i, yeah. I definitely agree yeah. that uh mm-hmm. breath of the wild is kind of the, like the ultimate culmination of uh of, of it's zelda all grown up there you go <laughs> yeah. yeah right uh, well, <laughs> and it's great that and, and i think that does speak to something that like we've now married sandbox games with action rpgs mm-hmm. uh you know i mean you could you could talk about stuff like grand theft auto is kind of an action rpg it is yeah kind of. yeah I would throw that in there. Like to marry that together, to make it a sandbox kind of thing and let the player take their time and not just become familiar with the character, but come familiar with the settings mm-hmm, the and, and the landscape. Like that's to get like immersed into a game is awesome. Yeah. Like I, I, I never go into a game saying, no, I don't want to like this. <laughs> you know, obviously you buy it and you, you want to be, you, you just yeah. want to be pulled in. Mm-hmm. And when they pull it off, man, that's a special thing. Yeah. I agree. Why would you yeah. play a game if you weren't excited to play yes. it? You know? Exactly. You don't want to get mm-hmm. lost in that game. Sometimes I do play games out of spite, though. <laughs> I know I have. Uh, all right. Well, I think we're moving right along. Uh, Paul, we're right back on to you now. Uh, what's next on your list, bud? Oh, man, I wish I'd come up with a, a bigger list because now I'm like thinking I'm thinking of all of the games that you know I played growing up and and I just keep going back to the same ones uh, <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts Legend of Zelda I, there's so much to talk about within those that it it makes me kind of it makes me kind of sad that you know I'll t- I'll talk about Legend of Zelda because I don't think you can touch on that too much like mm-hmm. I I grew up with Wind Waker and it was that similar concept of of you know you beat a boss you get in, you get more hearts you're you're leveling up every aspect of your character as you go along of link but it's like 
it's not complicated. It's something that a kid or an adult could pick up and play and enjoy equally instead of yeah. like, you know, a kid picks it up and it's like, oh, at this, I have to think about like this sword is this strong. And if I attack something that like, you know, like it's not going to damage it or, you know, it's, right. there's just so many things that, you know, you have to think about that you can just take your mind off and not think mm-hmm. about when yeah. you're playing, you know, a game yeah. like Wind Waker. Now, you were just... you ever put off by kind of the cartoony uh Never. aesthetics now because i was like i i can't even remember how old i was when that game came out but to me it looked better than the n64 games even oh, though yeah, you, you could argue you could argue that the 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 you know the graphics on the n64 were more you know maybe they were aiming for something more serious right but you know you know when they the when they released that game there just the shell the the cell shaded style and all that was just like i i think in that era of gaming that's kind of what people were looking for and so it was kind of it was exciting it was fresh it was new so it never bothered me not not even once and and it's just so cute and like toony and stuff yeah I mean, there's just nothing there, there's just nothing to hate about it like it's just <laughs> playing that game makes you happy and it's kind of there were a lot of games in that era that had a similar kind of vibe to them like mm-hmm. um we were talking a lot a lot earlier about um Super Mario Sunshine oh, yeah. and how that game in many ways graphically I, I wouldn't I, it's not an apples to apples comparison because they weren't necessarily going for something more serious yeah, in Mario, in Mario 64 no. <laughs> so it's just a little bit of an improvement in that area but you know still like there's just nothing when you play that game the music is happy mm-hmm. everything the colors are vibrant you know oh, everything is everything is just great and and those are the games that I grew up appreciating. Um, I remember uh, Joe talking a lot earlier about how uh, someone, you know, when you get a team of people behind something that, you know, are really passionate about, like, the games that they're making, you end up with something really, really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell y'all how many times I've wanted to acquire the skills necessary to make a a full-on, like, ROM of Oracle of Seasons, uh, not Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Secrets, the oh, game wow. that was planned but never yep. came out. Oh, really? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I and I wanted that, that so bad because I have so much nostalgia for ages and seasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. I keep looking to see if if it ever got like if it was ever started, if it ever got leaked because they yeah. you know they just they just leaked uh, uh, 007 that was an arcade uh, Xbox Live arcade version that was upgraded from the N64. Mm-hmm. So oh, games like that get, re- get leaked all the time. Actually, um, uh, Ocarina of Time, uh, apparently it just got leaked the old, like the original beta version of it before it ever got released. Oh, really? Like things that were that didn't make it to the final game are in there. Some of the, the abilities that you can do and, and wow. some of the, uh, the spells that you get, things like that. So I keep looking for something if, if anybody's ever leaked that uh, Oracle of Secrets because... That would be amazing to, mm-hmm. to to be able to play that. And would you want it to be? Because I I'm a little bit torn about this. Like I don't know if I would want it to be in the style of the two other games. Like like just a clear you know completion of the trilogy where you could just mm-hmm. play yeah. the two original games and then go straight to the third game and have it stylistically yes. even with the you know that 16 bit look to it. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then man. the That's other part of me is like, what if? What if this game came out in 2021? Fully and it was remade, like full and, on, yeah. fully eight, like an Breath HD remake, but yeah. for that yeah. game. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I, I I would love to see them do something like that, like like what they did with uh, Link's Awakening. I would love to see them do yeah. a remake in you know fully 3D and and 
maybe not in that style specifically, yeah. but in that in that three quarter view top down in that vein. I'm yeah, super surprised they haven't yeah. tried to do something like that, especially for the 35th anniversary this year. Yes, I'm yeah. shocked that they haven't done anything. Well, the year ain't over yet, well, Joe. You never know. Yeah, and and yeah, and true. I'm I'm still convinced that you know people people were upset that they didn't really acknowledge Zelda's 35th anniversary on uh, like I think it was like February. Yeah. 27th, I think it was, which was when it actually released, you know, 35 years ago. <clears throat> but they're still on the Mario 35th anniversary yes. until the end of March. Mm-hmm. So I don't see them combining those two. Yeah. I think after the 31st of March, that's when we're going to start seeing all this stuff coming right. out for the Zelda 35th. You heard it here first. <laughs> April 1st. Jay scooped it. Yeah, check your uh, Google on uh, April Fool's Day to see what uh, Zelda announcements yeah. are uh, sure to hit your uh, your Man, webs. one of the best April Fool's pranks was that movie trailer that they released for Zelda the movie. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah. That was, uh, I don't know if you remember that. That was so good. That was IGN, wasn't it? IGN, yeah. 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 So good. God, it was so good. All right, well, before this devolves into a full-on Zelda episode, uh, let's... Yep. Uh, Move on, <laughs> Jay. I think which you're, I'm available uh, for. Yes, if y'all haven't already done one. You so. know what? We, I was saving it for the end, uh, but Paul, uh, yes, I, I can tell how passionate you are about the Zelda franchise. We will be doing uh, a Zelda episode oh, yeah. coming up on the 16-bit Gladiators later this year, unannounced yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe a couple of months from now. I'm kind of waiting for that uh, that announcement uh, from Nintendo. Yeah, uh, we can kind yeah. of coincide with that, but uh, yeah, Paul, uh, welcome to come back for that. Yeah. But before, <laughs> before we wrap this up, uh, let, let's, let's go through our uh, action RPGs. We have any more honorable mentions? I know uh, Jay, you had said something about Diablo before. Yeah, yeah, I had, I definitely had Diablo on my on my list just mm-hmm. because it's it, that to me was kind of I guess one of my first, well, other than Zelda, that was like one of my first like full on action RPGs. Mm-hmm. Like you, it wasn't just leveling up hearts and things like that. It was you had full stats that you were doing and you know the different equipment that you could get and you could mix and match pieces to min max your character but one of the the ones that that i had on my list that it kind of i know you don't like it because it's the final fantasy game so (laughs) (laughs) i'll tune out specifically the seven remake seven remake and 15 Mm -hmm. those you know the up until that point final fantasy has always been a turn-based game even yeah. though it got you know faster and faster turns with the more action stuff right. that they would put into it, it wasn't until fifteen that they really broke away from that full well, on turn based mold. The main franchise, yes, uh, yes, you know, the main you did franchise. Have, what was it? Was the tenth anniversary of Final Fantasy VII that mm. gave us Dirge of Cerberus, Dirge and Crisis of Cerberus Core? Right. That yeah. were, uh, I mean, Dirge of Cerberus was more of an action RPG. Mm. Uh, Crisis Core was turn based, but it was three D. Yeah, yeah. And then you had, you know, your stuff like the Dissidias and, and that were just full on action games. Fighters. That, those were fighters. fighters. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, for, for action RPG, that's that, uh, 15 was the turn for, for Final Fantasy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess on my honorable mention list, uh, I, I would feel really bad if I didn't mention Legacy of Kane on, oh, uh, on PlayStation. Oh, yes. that's a good one. Legacy yes. of Cain is so Holy good, man. Crap. That story about you, you know, you're you're a, a vampire and you have the choice whether or not to be good or bad by the end of it, if you're gonna embrace the darkness. And the fact that they made a sequel to the game based on whether you made the worst decision uh <laughs> or not, like it, it picks up as if you chose the evil path. Yeah. And then you had that whole thing about like Soul Reaver and Azrael and uh, or Razael. And uh, and just basically this whole like story that like 
it leads to like Legacy of Kane too. I can't remember what the titling was. Like it was kind of like the Rocky or the Rambo series, mm. where it's like they really got the titles wrong. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but it turned into this, this whole like redemption story for the Kane character. Uh, again, a really good series of action RPGs, but that first one, oh, knocks it right out of the park. Nice, nice, good mention on that one. I I I had forgotten about those mm-hmm. games. Holy crap! Have not mm-hmm. played that either. So good. List. Yeah, add that to your list. Question for you, Joel. Yes. Does Luigi's Mansion count no. as an action RPG? No, of course not. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, I guess like you don't. Because you're like you're leveling up your equipment. All right, right. all right. Technically, yeah, that's true. Yeah, see, yeah. Again, this this is why I had it's kind of like define the rules to begin with. Cause I don't really know that. <laughs> well, that's that why I'm asking. I'm just asking. It. I'm not saying it is for sure. I'm just asking. I mean, in, in the loose, loosest possible way, your your character. Do, well, you do get a couple of upgrades. I don't know, man. You may have me on that. Yeah. And you know what? Um, one of the things that I wrote down as far as you know definitions of action RPGs, they usually have. Um, you know the, the number system where you can see the hit points whenever uh, you're you're taking away, and Luigi's Mansion yep. absolutely has yeah, that has as you're sucking the soul yeah. uh, out of the ghost. You may have me, Joe. All right, <laughs> I think you've turned and me around. Too much, and there's not too much. You know, like you couldn't say it was like oh a 3D platform or something. It's 3D, but it's not. Yeah, it's platform. It is definitely it's not a completely different objectives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you do get power yeah. ups, and uh, yeah, your character is changed by the end of it. <laughs> Although you'll really, always be really, second tier to Mario. It an action <laughs> RPG. It is an action RPG. Everything is, is an action, action RPG. RPG. <laughs> yes. Life is an action RPG. Uh, <laughs> that'll be next week on NPR. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> listeners, uh, please go to our Facebook page or find us on Twitter uh, and uh, tell us the many action RPGs that we have left off our list. I uh, can't believe they forgot to add XYZ. What assholes. Uh, tell us about what it there. Uh, what your favorite action RPGs are? We've named several, uh, but everybody has their own flavor, uh, and it was really kind of yeah fun uh, listening to uh, well us talk about Zelda for half an hour, and then uh, all of the other action RPGs that fall in there. <laughs> but uh, no, on next week's episode, uh, we're going to uh, delve into the melodies, the melodic uh, side of video games, uh, because what is a video game without its soundtrack, and specifically its music? Uh, ever since even the 8-bit days and uh, maybe even a little bit before that, video games have been accompanied by uh, themes and tunes and melodies that uh, have progressed to the point where now we have orchestras. There you go. All started with Donkey Kong, that simple little ditty. Uh, we've been playing some the Galaga. arcade track music. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention. Uh, took advantage <laughs> Took advantage of a, uh, a, a fire sale that Walmart was doing uh, on one of their arcade one-up machines. Uh, they, they're not the full-size mm-hmm. arcades, but they're the little, what they call the countercades. Yeah, exactly. Bar top, yeah, they had the uh, Galaga one uh, on a fire sale. Nice. They were getting rid of their stock, and uh, that is one of Jenna's favorite arcade games. So I was like, all right, uh, that's, that's a good impulse buy. Uh, we've been playing some good Galaga. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just uh, the, the little theme that starts that game off and uh, in between. Uh, and now, yeah, to the point where we've got uh, symphonic orchestras that are uh, conducting it. And, and real composers who, com- who do things like movies and TV shows yep. are now, oh, yeah. uh, and for, have, for quite some time, have been composing video game music. So uh, that is going to be our topic on next week's episode, talking about video game music, uh, past, present, and uh, the future. 
All right. So uh, tune in next week to hear that on this very podcast, 16-Bit Gladiators. If you enjoyed what you've been hearing, please give us a review. I think you can do that on iTunes and even Spotify. Uh, Subscribe to us on 16bitgladiators.com. And once again, join the conversation on our Facebook page and on our Twitter handle, at 16bitgladiators. Uh, All right. I want to thank Paul Klein, special guest, for joining us here. His impassioned opinions on... uh, all Thank things you, action RPG. Yes. <laughs> Thank y'all for inviting me. Um, it's been a pleasure. Y'all are great to talk to. I mean, this is what I wish I was doing most of the time. Yes. <laughs> like, if only we could talk, get paid. Talking with friends about video games. So right? it's like, so it's been an uh, absolute pleasure. Thank y'all for awesome. having me. Awesome. We will definitely have Excellent. you back uh, for our Zelda episode yes. and uh, maybe sooner. Jay, once again, thank you for uh, lending your talents and opinions. Thank you. Thank you. And Joe, of course, always a pleasure having you on the podcast. Pleasure's all mine. All right, folks. We will see you next week for another episode of the 16-Bit Gladiators. Bye, guys. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.